Welcome to the Offshoring and Outsourcing Philippines podcast. I'm your host, Diane Grace. And today, our guest is the president of Executive Boutique Call Center. This company is located in Cebu, uh, very well known as the Queen of the South, um, Mr. Mark Shapiro. So the company has been established since 2008, and they just recently celebrated um, their 10th year anniversary. So congratulations for them. So without further ado, let me welcome our guest for today, Mr. Mark Shapiro. Hi, Mark. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you for making yourself available today. So first off, can you tell us more about your company, Executive Boutique? Sure. Executive Boutique, which is also known as EB Call Center, which is our website, ebcallcenter.com. We were founded in 2008, as you mentioned in your opening. We started with just a handful of people in Cebu uh, in IT Park in the Skyrise 2 building. We were one of the first tenants there. And we have since grown over the last 10 years. We have about 650 employees. We have about 30 or so clients, um, most of them in the U.S., though we do have a fair number of Australian clients. We have a sister company uh, that markets primarily to Australia known as Select Voicecom, or otherwise known as SVC, um, that operates out of the same space. And Executive Boutique is our U.S.-facing company. And we uh, are looking forward to the next 10 years there. We're growing very quickly. and. And uh, it's uh, great to be in Cebu. So can you give us an idea or can you, can you tell us the kinds of services that EB Call Center offers? Sure. Everything we do is on a dedicated agent basis. And what I mean by that is instead of our clients hiring people on their office, they're hiring dedicated agents trained to do just the particular function that they've hired us to do. We don't do any shared support. Um, and everything we do is on a full-time basis, so we don't do any part-time work. And we do all the traditional call center and, and BPO services, uh, such as customer support and technical support, which are both generally inbound. And we do a lot of outbound lead generation and telemarketing, appointment setting, uh, B2B surveys. Uh, we also have a pretty substantial back office operation for non-voice uh, products, such as chat and email. Uh, support. Uh, we do online research and database building for various clients. Um, our clients tend to be uh, small and medium-sized businesses. Uh, our Typically, our minimum team size to work with us is about five full-time agents. Sometimes we will take on people with three or four, but typically five is our minimum. And we have several clients that have built up to over 100 agents. And then certainly uh, the, the vast majority are kind of in the middle uh, with anywhere from, you know, five to 30 agents. Mm, okay. Um, you mentioned that you also have, um, aside, from, aside from call support, you also have the non-voice support. So uh, when it comes to your callers or your agents, do you also provide training for them to have this accent reduction or any, any um, training for staff? Absolutely. We do a tremendous amount of training, though almost, I would say, I wouldn't even say all, almost all of our agents that work for us 
um, have prior call center experience. We are located in IT Park, which is the largest office park in Cebu and home to about 15,000 call center agents. Uh, companies such as Google and eBay and Amazon and Expedia and JP Morgan Chase have uh, entire buildings uh, all around us and they're supported by the, the, the really big call centers of the world, the Convergies and the Teleperformances of the world. So we hire all of those big companies hire hundreds and hundreds or even thousands of uh, kids right out of college, sometimes out of high school, and they'll go through six to eight weeks of training, customer support training, language training, soft skills training, uh, and then they'll go work in, in their specific uh, account where they do their specific account training. So typically agents who we've hired have been through those big call center experiences. They've been through all that training and we hire them after they've been there for you know anywhere from one to five years and then they come in-house with us we basically and they they come there because we treat them better we pay them more we offer a you know a family type environment and we do a lot of training with them so they come in initially they do about a week's worth of uh, initial training um, about our policies and procedures and um, and then they'll do their specific trainings with respect to the, the campaign or, or client that they're joining um, in addition to that, we have trainers that uh, do specific training for our team leaders and our agents. Um, uh, as you mentioned, you know, additional language training, and it's usually geared to the specific campaign that they're on. So we'll look at the script that they're working with or the, the information they need to provide and look at what, you know, words may need to be neutralized. Um, so mm. it seems to work out very well. Yeah, it's um it's also um good to notice that before or about five or ten years ago, when you say a BPO company, you um it's usually about making calls, but nowadays you also have non-call uh work for people. They do chat support or emails and other back office work, which is pretty much expanding. So uh, there are more opportunities for Filipino workers to get employed. Mark, can I ask you, what made you decide to choose Cebu uh, aside from, you know, other locations here in the Philippines? Sure. I mean, at the time we were looking at the Philippines, the, the choices were ribbed because this is back in 2008. And there wasn't as much infrastructure in some of the other cities as there is now. Um, uh, so the choice was really Cebu or Manila at that point, and we really liked Cebu. It's a smaller city. We like we, it's a much more livable city than Manila, uh, but they still have a tremendous amount of talent. We found that the agents in Cebu, um, you know, their English was excellent. There's a ton of universities, so there was a lot of educated agents looking for work. Uh, the space was less expensive, so and it was a place we'd like to be. We really like Cebu. There's there's. Uh, Mactan Island is connected to Cebu, so well, there's you know great resorts such as the Shangri-La and Crimson and and places like that that you can really get away to on the weekend. Whereas when you're in Manila, um, you know it's a, just a massive city and you just don't have that you know get away to the beach you know in 25 minutes type of lifestyle. Yes, um, I understand that because you know Manila is a bit congested. Um, so I, I, I guess that's one of the reasons why Cebu is also becoming um, popular. And, and yes, as you mentioned, um, huge companies, global companies are also there. Um, Mark, you mentioned that 
staff ranges from five to a hundred. Um, uh, let me let me ask about the clients. Have the clients uh, been to Cebu, check out their team and, and such? The larger clients do. T- well, the, the short answer is yes. Many clients come to visit us. More likely, the the larger clients that are going to be growing larger and have the funding to do so. Um, absolutely send their staff there uh, to do training and look at our space. Uh, lots of potential clients uh, come to Cebu and, um, you know, interview, well, look at our space and do some interviews and get a feel for who we are. Um, but we encourage our clients to come. We have great uh, training facilities and office facilities for them to come and make them very comfortable. Uh, we are, uh, there's lots of hotels near IT park where we're located, so it's very easy for the clients to come, and um, something we definitely encourage. You also mentioned that EB Call Center. You you tend to have this family-oriented uh, environment. Um, so, is it is it safe to say that with your shifting schedules between US and Australia, you have staff probably um, that have families? So, how how do you accommodate you know, single parents. Um, do you do you also have a facility wherein they could bring their kids, or do you adjust the schedule of an employee depending on the availability, uh, whether it's um, their available their their availability is on the days or they're they're on to the Australian company? How how is the setup to become you know a family friendly? Uh, sure. There are some agents that want to work at night because they have obligations during the day, usually family obligations or school obligations. Um, So the agents that want to work at night um, will take a job during the night shift. They do get a 10% pay differential to work the night shift, so there's an economic advantage. But there's a lot of people that want to work the day shift. We have plenty of opportunity uh, with our Australian clients that coincides with the Philippine daytime. Uh, so we are constantly recruiting for both day and night shift. Um, we have our own in-house cafeteria and we have our own in-house uh, sleeping lounge. So we uh, provide subsidized meals for everybody so that they you know, can you know, get from home. They can have a meal that's you know, like 50 pesos. You can get a whole meal. Um, we have, uh, if they want to take a nap um, you know, before the shift or after shift or even during their lunch, um, we have comfortable accommodations for them to do that. We understand people have to you know, catch up on their sleep when they can. Um, so we try to be as supportive as we can for uh, families. We realize that, you know, you people work because they have to work, but we also want to make it a, a great place to work and that they look forward to coming there. That, that is uh, good to know. Do you also have um, activities such as team building or um, any outside work activities such as um, charity or any anything that, uh, bonds the employees together? Uh, the answer is yes to all of the above. Um, <laughs> we have um, four big events every year that are company-wide events outside. We have our Christmas party mm-hmm. in December. We have an anniversary party in September. We have a family outing that's a sports outing. So it's we rent out this whole college near us, uh, University of Southern Philippines. And they have a basketball and volleyball and badminton tournaments. And, and then there's lots of stuff for the kids to do. Bring in a bouncy castle and magicians. <laughs> um, 
And then we have our summer party, which we just had um, in April. So those are the four big events. On top of that, we have um, management, you know, specific management level outings. Um, we have, uh, we sponsor individual team outings where different teams can, you know, plan their own outings. We have a, we've actually hired uh, a couple years ago, um, her title is chief morale officer. So the in-house activities that we are constantly sponsoring are things like, you know, every month there's a budget for treats, whether it's a cupcake day or, you know, popcorn day or, <laughs> you know, ice cream day or donut day. Um, and then we, you know, always do decorating for Halloween and Valentine's day and, uh, certainly Christmas. Um, so we, and in terms of uh, charitable things we have done, our website has a long list of all the charitable events we do. Uh, mm -hmm. Just recently, we participated in this river cleanup in Cebu. There's a river that, that runs through the city. So there was a, a big cleanup all along the river. Um, last year, we built a house. Uh, we sent a team of people to Bahal where we, we paid wow. for the money for a house to be built for this uh, very poor family. Um, also last year, we sponsored, um, we went to this mountainous region in Bahal and we provided flip-flops and backpacks and umbrellas and raincoats to about 60 school children, a very poor barangay. And we sent everybody up there. We brought Jollibee and the kids were very excited. Uh, locally in Cebu, we've done a dental outreach where we provided dental uh, hygiene and fluoride treatment to 200 school children right near us. So the list can go on and on, but um, uh, so yeah, we're very active in the community and, and trying to do things to help the community. Uh, it's good to know that you are indeed um, giving back to the community. Um, so moving on to the client experience, uh, Mark, can you give us a story or two about how EB Call Center and SelectVoice.com.au have helped uh, small to medium business owners in the past years? Sure. I mean, it's it's helpful to look at our largest accounts that all have Three of our clients have over 100 agents each, and they all started with five or 10 agents each and built up over time. And each of those call centers were already outsourcing somewhere else in the world. I think um, one was in Jamaica and one was in Guatemala and one was in South Africa. And over time, and, and some of them actually had call centers in the U.S. as well. And over the last three or four years, all of them have ended all of those relationships, both call centers in the U.S. and their call centers in those other countries, and really have consolidated all of their efforts in us. And they primarily found that, you know, we just provide better service. The agents had better success rates and better performance um, and just an overall experience. And, 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 you know, clients are really looking at the bottom line. They're looking at what their return on their investment is. And they found that they just had a better return on investment uh, um, at Executive Boutique and Select Voicecom. And, uh, you know, as a result, we've seen the, the constant growth. Um, most of those clients actually do a number of things with us. They probably start, they all started with um, voice accounts, um, but have since expanded to doing things like email marketing and, and chat support. Um, some of them are, one of them is a big insurance company and we, uh, we do a lot of data entry of filling out applications. That's a, those are good examples of clients that, that found a lot of value and continue to expand. And uh, we look forward to having a long relationship with them. Well, it's, it's good to know that you're able to help other companies to expand. Um, but we know for a fact that it's always, it's not always good. Uh, can you share a bit 
about the challenges that you've encountered with you know some of your clients uh, about their um, not so pleasant experience trying out outsourcing in the Philippines Listen, uh, if we were successful 100% of the time, that would just be remarkable. I mean, we have had clients <laughs> that that have done an A-B test where, and this is typically in the B2B setting where maybe they had a sales team in the U.S. and try to set up a sales team in the Philippines, and the sales team in the Philippines just couldn't um, couldn't compete with the U.S.-based sales team, and, it's, and it really depends on what it is they're trying to sell, and, um, you know, that's probably a good example of of, you know, we, if it's a co- really complicated long-term process um, that you're going to need to make a long-term investment, I think that it's the type of thing that we, you know, can be and have been successful at, but some clients are not as patient and they don't want to, you know, invest, you know, if they're not getting results in the first month, then they feel like uh, it doesn't work. And, you know, sometimes things take longer than that. And uh, uh, we had a client that was uh, an auto parts company, a big auto parts company. We were doing customer support for them. And you really needed to know a lot about every make and model of the car and, and lots of the car parts. And frankly, as you probably know, most people in the Philippines who work at a call center don't own a car and don't know everything about the cars. So it's very challenging to find people who who were real quote unquote, car people who could provide that service. Now, of course, over time, um, the agents, you know, learned it and got better at it. Um, but, you know, this client felt like, you know what, they'll stick with what works. And they, I think they continue to, uh, you know, stay with their U.S.-based call center. For uh, sharing that. So being here on the Philippines and having a, a company that's been here for over 10 years, which is really, really um uh, a big achievement for all the BPO companies in the Philippines. What is your um, main takeaway message, not just for clients, but also for employees who want to be in this type of industry? Well, I think I'll speak to the clients first. And, okay. and my main advice for most clients is really know what you're trying to outsource you should be doing it in-house first. Become an expert in your own thing. If you think that you can just call up and if you've never sold the product or you've never generated a lead for your product or done anything, and you think that you can just call up an outsourcing company and then they're going to answer all your questions and, and, and figure out your own product. But if you don't know your own company and your own business, it's going to be you know, very challenging to uh, train a call center or, or BPO to to do it for you. So you really have to, you know, know your own business. And then secondly, I'd say you want to really work with a company that takes the time to learn about your needs. If you call a company and they start off talking about their services and how great they are and what they can do for you um, without having first really understood for you what your challenges and needs are, chances are you're not talking to the right company because they're not really asking the right questions. And then certainly if they have the opportunity to go out to the Philippines and visit them and see them and, you know, meet them in person and, and see what the space looks like. Because there are a lot of companies out there who say they have a call center, but they're really just a call center broker and they really don't um, run their own companies and they're not really in charge and you really end up dealing with a middleman. So you really got to mm-hmm. find out who you're working with. And then the, I guess the last thing is, is don't necessarily pick the company with the lowest price because um, typically if, if you're paying a rock bottom price, 
that means the company you're working with probably doesn't have nice facilities. They probably don't pay their agents very well. They don't provide uh, the type of benefits that the agents are going to need to make them happy and stick around long term. And so really, you know, it's worth that extra dollar to an hour to get a company who, you know, is going to treat their agents right and they're going to be around for the long term and they're going to be happy to be working hard for you. Um, you know, in terms of agents, um, you know, certainly you want to work with a company that cares about you, that's going to invest in your training and your growth. Uh, I know that we always um, try to promote from within um, almost all of our managers and team leaders. I mean, literally our operations managers, who's in charge of everything, started uh, with our company, you know, as an agent, um, I think in 2010, um, just as a very, you know, right out of college. And he is now literally, you know, the, the number one head honcho there. So, um, you know, that's really, you know, what you want to look for is try to understand, you know, are they promoting from within? Are they spending time and money on training? And do they care about you personally? Those are very helpful advice. And uh, um, thank you for sharing that, especially the one, the one that you said about, you know, for clients who wanted to try out the Philippines to actually be here. I think, I think you have a, a good point that good yeah, point. I mean, but with that said, it's not necessary. I mean, with, with the technology, we have, you know, video conferencing rooms and they can certainly see their agents and talk to their agents. And I would say the vast majority of clients don't come out before they, before they start with us. And a lot of them come out after they start with us. But, uh, you know, it's nice if you could do it, but it's not absolutely required. Mm, all right. Also, before, before um, ending... Would you recommend the Philippines, uh, aside from, I know there are other countries uh, all around the world who are also uh, focusing on outsourcing. Do you think investing in the Philippines would be a better idea rather than going to, as you said, Jamaica, Guatemala, or India? What's your take you know, on that? Well, of course, I'm biased because we're there. But, <laughs> um, but the reason that the, I mean, the Philippines overtook India as the number one outsourcing destination uh, in the world. Uh, in 2011 for a reason. And that's because, um, you know, the, you know, the, the Filipino culture is much more aligned with and, and custom to Western countries, particularly the U.S., but I assume that's, you know, would apply to Australia and the U.K. as well. And, you know, so, you know, and listen, the Filipinos are hardworking people. They're well-educated. Um, uh, the price is obviously very competitive, and most companies see a 70% savings. Uh, and, you know, the Philippines have really invested in the technology so that they now have the internet bandwidth to support um, all of the needs of BPO. So it's whether an agent is sitting in the Philippines or is sitting around the corner in your office, um, they're really going to have the same connectivity. So for all those reasons, um, you know, I think it's a great place and that's why we're there. Mm, thank you so much, Mark. Um, so for interested companies as well as um, employees who want to work for you, um, what's the best way to get in touch? Sure. Companies can go to our website, uh, which is ebcallcenter.com, E as in Edward, B as in boy, callcenter.com, or clients in Australia would go to selectvoicecom.com.au. Uh, they can also call us directly. Uh, our phone numbers are right on the top of the website. And um, we're always here to answer the call. All right. So, um, again, that's uh, www.ebcallcenter.com. And that's for their U.S. company. And for folks down under, their company is selectvoicecom.com.au. 
Thank you so much, Mark, for joining us today. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure you're quite busy, but thank you for making yourself available today. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Have a great day. You too. Once again, I'm your host, Diane Grace, for the Offshoring and Outsourcing Philippines podcast. And we thank Mr. Mark Shapiro, the president of EB Call Center or Executive Boutique uh, in Cebu, Philippines, for joining us today. This interview will be available on our website at www.offshoring.com.ph and also throughout our social media accounts on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. We're also on SoundCloud, TuneIn, and iTunes. Thank you once again. This is Diane Grace for the Offshoring and Outsourcing Philippines podcast. Thank you.